0: I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome to the podcast, where I read steamy stories for women to you. Why? Well, because sometimes you just want a man to read you a naughty story. This is a Romance Author Spotlight episode of the podcast, where you get to learn more about the great romance authors, the books they're writing, and hear a short steamy excerpt from a book that they choose. This episode features Miranda Lynn and a steamy excerpt from her book, her Reluctant Mate, Book Two of her Night Shift series. Stick around after the short steamy excerpt, and I'm going to be talking with Miranda Lynn and finding out more about her and her books. I hope you enjoy this short steamy excerpt from romance author Miranda Lynn's book, Her Reluctant Mate. I opened my eyes to find Kimber running her nose along my collarbone and up to my neck, breathing deeply. My dick was already standing at attention, pushing against the thin barriers between us. I grabbed her upper arms to stop her progress. We can't. My voice was rough, my throat dry and scratchy. Yes, we can. Don't you feel it? The bond that's already starting? She sat back, meeting my hooded gaze. It's exactly how I imagined it would be when I was young. It's not what you think. I sat up, moving her off my lap. I know what I'm feeling. I heard the anger tinging her words. You were feeling gratitude for someone who has promised to help you get out of a situation you wouldn't be able to get out of on your own. Bullshit. She crossed her arms, which only pushed her breasts together and up, revealing more cleavage than her shirt was designed for. My fingers itched to reach over and pull the fabric down and release them. I stood and walked across the room, putting distance between us before I gave in to my urges. I felt her follow me, her panther on the prowl. My tiger responded to the challenge. Our mate wanted to play. I turned and she stepped into me, rubbing against me her eyes the glowing citrine of her panther. I'm done following every order. I ran to you, to our mate. I want this. I need this. She begged. Please, sir. Her last words were whispered in my ear. You don't know what you're asking. I took shallow metered breaths as the last link on my internal chain broke, releasing all my pent-up sexual need. Yes, I do. She sank to her knees, hands palm up on her thighs, her eyes challenging me as she purred. Sir. I walked over to the office door, turning the lock, ensuring no one would interrupt us. She stayed in position, turning her head to follow my path, but kept the rest of her body still. I slowly approached her, pulling my shirt over my head, and dropping it to the floor. My cock throbbed against my zipper and my tiger hovered just under my skin, ready to claim our mate. I pulled out a chair from the conference table, leaned over and took off my boots and socks before leaning back and gazing hard at the woman who still sat where I left her. I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you sure? Her breathing had become shallow. I could hear her heart racing and smell her arousal. Yes, sir. In the back of my mind, I knew I had to be gentle and show her what a true dominant submissive exchange could be. We will use the standard color system, red, yellow, green. Do you have a safe word? No, sir. I don't need one. Yes, you do. You will always have a safe word, and I don't want you to hesitate in using it if you need. Pick something you won't forget. Um, brownies. Her choice was as unique as her, and I couldn't hold back the laugh. The joy of that moment warmed me from the inside out. A foreign feeling, but one I grabbed onto with all I had in me. Brownies it is. You may address me as sir. My tiger paced, annoyed at all the talking that was going on, but I couldn't fuck this up. I held off on the master honorific. This wouldn't touch what had tainted her view of the lifestyle. This would be the farthest thing from what she had escaped from. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Communication is key, Monika. If I ask you a question, I want an honest answer. If I feel you aren't being honest, everything stops. My tiger roared at me to get on with it. I will, sir. Good. Now stand up and walk to me. I widened my legs, adjusting myself to relieve what pressure I could. I watched as she gracefully stood and swayed her hips as she approached. It was a natural movement that I didn't think she even realized her body made. Her breasts swayed beneath the material of her T-shirt with each step. Even in drab gray, she was beautiful. She stopped to step away from my legs and waited. Good girl. Now, I think you have way too many clothes on. I want you to undress yourself, and then finish undressing me. She paused. Kimber, what color are you? I leaned forward. Look at me when you talk. I'm green, sir. Her eyebrows drew together. What's your question, Monica? You allow me to look at you. Why? She tilted her head. Because I need you to see it's me. To be aware of where I am, what I am doing. Also so I can gauge your reactions. I need to see you. Will it always be this way? No, but for today, for this time together, it will. Now, if there are no more questions, continue with your task. I won't repeat myself. I tried to imbue enough dominance in my voice to get my point across, but not so much that I sounded like that asshole who had all but broken this amazing woman's spirit. She smiled, lighting up the room. Slowly, she reached for the hem of her shirt, raising it over her head and letting it fall from her fingers. Her breasts hung loose, and her nipples pebbled in reaction to being exposed to the cooler air of the room. She unbuttoned and then grasped the waistband of her jeans, wriggled them down, and stepped out of them. I couldn't hold off touching her any longer. I stood and closed the distance between us, running the back of my fingers along her skin, raising goose flesh everywhere I touched. Leaning forward, I grazed my lips along her forehead and whispered in her ear, I seem to still have clothes left. Her fingers traced along the top of my pants until she reached for the button, releasing it and lowering my zipper. Her fingers curled in the material, and she lowered herself, taking my pants with her. My erection sprang free, and I breathed a sigh of relief as she trailed her hands back up my legs. I stopped her as she was about to take my length into them. I wrapped my fingers around her wrists and pulled, bringing her back to her feet and into my body. My tiger roared with pleasure as we finally met, skin to skin. Her height was a perfect fit for mine. Her head nestled in the crook of my neck, her breasts pressed into my chest, and her hips settled just below mine, nestling my throbbing cock between her stomach and mine. I caressed my hands down her back as my mouth nipped along her shoulder on the spot that might have held our mate mark. I could give her this moment, a true exchange of power, but nothing more. Her mules of need whispered along my skin as her back arched, pressing her body harder against me. Please. Her words were muffled. Please what? Please touch me. She hesitantly said. I am touching you, Monika. My hands had made it to her round ass and grasped the flesh. More, sir my fingers dipped below the waistband of her silky underwear and between her cheeks, reaching as far as our position would allow me, barely brushing through the wetness the pool between her legs. I pulled away until I could see her eyes again. Underwear off, on your back on the table, feet on the edge and knees wide. I need to taste that sweetness which weeps for me. She quickly laid down, positioning herself as I instructed, her hands gripping her thighs. Good girl, I praised. I stroked myself as I stood, admiring the beauty laid bare before me. She glistened with wetness. I had to taste. I dragged my chair close and sat, As to the edge. She repositioned quickly, You may not move until I tell you. Yes, sir. I was done talking. I leaned in and ran my nose along the seam where her thigh met her mound. My tongue followed. Her scent drove my tiger wild. I didn't know how long I could hold him off. Flattening my tongue, I licked the wetness from her pussy, savoring her flavor of tangy salt and perfect mate. I noted that she could never be mine. So wet for me. My voice rumbled in my chest as I dove in, flicking my tongue around her extended clit, down through her juices and back up, finding a rhythm that had her legs quaking. I brought her close to the edge and then backed off, blowing against her flesh before working her up again. I hooked an arm under her leg And rested it on her lower stomach, letting my hand roam upward to attend to each breast. Kneading the flesh and rolling her hardened nipples between my fingers, I pinched as I plunged my tongue inside her and felt her arch into my hand. Her moan urged me on as I added one, then two fingers deep inside her, turning them and using a come-here motion searching for and quickly finding that button inside that would take her to even greater heights. Her legs shook as her first climax rolled through her body. Her vaginal walls clenched around my fingers as her upper body raised off the table and she screamed my name. I stood and positioned myself at her entrance. Last chance to say no, Monica. Are you sure? What color are you at? "'Yes, please, sir. Green. Holy hell, bright neon green.' She almost screamed at me. I chuckled with pleasure. "'I can't hold my tiger back. This won't be slow.' "'I don't want it slow, sir.' "'Look at me.' Her eyes popped open and met my gaze. "'Say my name.' "'Diego.' She all but breathed my name as I plunged my length into her still spasming walls. I leaned over as I waited for her to adjust to me. I took her lips in a firm kiss, claiming her with every stroke of my tongue. I trailed kisses down her neck until I reached her breast, and I worshipped them both as I pulled out and thrust back in while tracing her scar with my tongue. When she released a purr deep in her chest, I knew she was ready and I let my tiger loose. I grabbed her hips in a bruising grip and increased my pace until the whole table shook with our coupling. Her legs quivered, and I knew her muscles must be tired of the position I had her in. I tugged each leg down as I pulled out of her fully. On your stomach. She rolled over at my command. I dragged her further toward me until her toes touched the floor. I grabbed the cushion from a chair and put under her stomach to protect her from the edge of the table. I moved her feet wider and wrapped the braid of her hair around my hand, gently pulling and angling her head. She looked over her shoulder, and I rammed back inside as our gaze was locked. Rough and wild was the best way I could describe what happened next. My tiger watched through my eyes, and growled his triumph as we watched the pleasure glow across her skin. Mine. His words were mine, spoken out loud. Yours, she replied, as her orgasm took me by surprise and pushed me over the precipice with her. It took all my willpower not to lean down and mark that perfect spot between her ear and her shoulder. When I could feel my legs again, I gathered her to me and settled on my sofa, covering us with a blanket. The end, for now. I hope you enjoyed that short, steamy excerpt from Miranda Lynn's book, Her Reluctant Mate, and I just happen to have Miranda Lynn with me right now. Let's find out more about her and her books. I'm here with Miranda Lynn, USA Today best-selling author, Paranormal Romance Books, and that was a steamy excerpt from her book, her Reluctant Mate, which is book two in the Night Shift series. Is that correct, Miranda? That's correct. Well, thank you for being with me on the interview today, Miranda. I appreciate it greatly.
1: I appreciate you having me. It's It's been fun listening to you bring my characters to life in a different way than I do when I write them.
0: It, it was fun. It, it was a fun, steamy excerpt to read. Tell us a little bit about the book itself and the series that it's in.
1: Um, the book is actually the second in the series, um, and it does have to be read in order. But the main character, Diego, um, really kind of pulled at me and took me to a bit of a darker place than I've ever been writing before. Um, and it, I absolutely loved it. Um, and Kimber, his, his other half, is broken, and the two of them fit together well. Um, he's, and I can give you a little background. He's a a former assassin for a mob boss. Um, and she is taken by the mob boss's son. Um, it basically, uh, I can't give a whole lot away, but they end up together. He has to rescue her, which he has to turn on the assassin side of him again, that he never actually really wanted to do. He had moved and wanted to be better. He wanted to do good. Um, so yeah, thought he it, has to go to his dark place to, to come out on the other side.
0: Thought he was done with that part of his life and not quite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, it was a, it was a very interesting, steamy, short excerpt. It was fun to read. And, uh, so you have the tiger and mm-hmm. the panther. Yes. And tell me how, how, How did you get interested in writing the paranormal books like this?
1: Um, Well, I guess I can go all the way back to high school when I was introduced to Anne Rice and her interview with the vampire and that whole series. I devoured it. Ah. Um, I've always loved writing. Um, And as time went by, I read just about anything I could get my hands on that was paranormal. Um, I... I found, um, and I'm blanking on authors' names: Patricia Briggs and uh, Laura K. Hamilton, and um, the Black Dagger Brotherhood series and the Mercy Thompson series. Like they, they were all there, um, and I kept asking our local library to get more, which was fabulous because they would. Um, and then I actually started my own book review blog back in 2008 2009 and that's when i came upon the indie book world Mm -hmm. um fell in love with it i'm like man this is great writing and more affordable you know found a nook i ordered a nook and just kind of dived into it um but one of the authors that i uh, reviewed um, did an interview with me and she's the one that kind of kickstarted me and, and told me, you know, write the book you want to read. If it's not mm-hmm. out there, write it. And so I did. Um, and it just kind of steamrolled from there.
0: And your, your first book, which, which book was your first book?
1: My very first book um, was originally titled destiny finds her. Um, and it, it currently is uh destiny oh crap i don't even remember the name of the first book because it's in the trilogy
0: um <laughs> well see this is what but, happens when you write so many books you you lose track of all the books
1: yeah it's it's a time travel fantasy romance so mm-hmm. i threw together i love diana gabaldon so i threw together time travel but i didn't it's not history laden like there's enough to know that it's 17th century century scotland but that's it Mm-hmm. But then I also threw in my love of Fae, Magic, and um, Rival Sisters, and Highlanders, and everything. There's a dog that only obeys one person, and he's hilarious when he ignores everybody else. Um, <laughs> so I've got a little bit of funny in there, um, but it's not anything, and I've not found anything like it since. Um, it ended up being a, a trilogy. It's called mm-hmm. the Destiny Trilogy. That's that's available, but yeah, that was the first book I wrote back in two thousand and eleven, um, and it was published in two thousand fourteen. Two
0: thousand fourteen, and that was a, a self published book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always, uh, while we're on the subject, before we get to hear a little bit more about you, I always ask the same question: What was it like to have your book when you when you first saw? That someone else was buying it, downloading it, reading it. What what was that reaction from you?
1: Um, I cried. You know, it was shock, um, excitement, and then immediate fear. Like, oh my god! Okay, what are they going to think? What are they? You know, is it good enough? It, all of those things that go through it goes through my head every time I release a book, and it uh-huh. doesn't matter you know, I have my amazing alpha readers and wonderful beta readers and my editors are fabulous, but you still have that. Is, are they going to pick it up? Are they going to love it? Um, at this point I don't read reviews. Um, Uh I learned a long time ago not to, um, not everybody's going to like your book and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't like everything out there, but
0: Oh, wouldn't it be a boring I, world if we liked everything out there? You know right. I mean. Right. But so, I still have yeah. that.
1: Even after 14 books, you hit that uh-huh. publish and you're like, <sighs> <sighs>
0: okay. But that, but, but that was just a wonderful feeling for you. That that, that very first book was, was amazing uh, to see that, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really was. And it wasn't just my family or my friends. Honestly, my family and <laughs> friends didn't buy when I first published. Is that right? You know? Yeah. Um, and my mom to this day hasn't read any of my books. She supports the crap out of me, she uh-huh. shares everything. But because I write steamy,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, she doesn't read it, and I respect that because it would probably be weird if my mom wrote steamy and I read her stuff, you know, right? Um,
0: right? Right?
1: But my husband has read everything I've written, mm-hmm. um, and he is through the first trilogy I did, I would write send it to him. And he would read a couple chapters and give me feedback and then be like, okay, where's the next one? I'm ready for the next chapter. Um, Because he is former military. And at the time, he was living um, in Owensboro, Kentucky during the week and coming back home to us, um, we're just on the other side of the border on the weekends. So it was about a 90 mile Uh, difference. Oh, wow. And so I was home with the kids and I wrote and I would send him chapters and then he would reply and it helped keep me on track in writing because he needed the next chapters. And from then on, he's read everything I've written.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to ask you this question too, uh, that I've asked of a couple of others that uh, their husbands read, read everything that they have written. Did your husband ever look at you and say, Miranda, what the hell? No. Where did yeah, you come up with that an eyebrow.
1: idea? <laughs> um, but <laughs> he he reads some of the authors I read as well because I'm like, here you need to read this series like Samantha Cole. Right. I dived into hers and devoured everything and I said, here you need to read this. Uh-huh. Um and that was before I'd ever really kind of met her in person before I was actually, um, able to write within her world. Um, so it doesn't surprise him really, um, what I write and we've had a lot of discussion about where it comes from. And, and, um, cause I do have a lot of, uh, BDSM tendencies within, most of my books and it's, it's the power exchange. It's not necessarily the kink though. There is some of that, but to me, it's more of the, the exchange between a a dom and a sub um, Uh without actually labeling it. So this whole series actually has the dom sub relationships within it in the paranormal world,
0: the night shift Um, series.
1: Yes. And they, they will be, it is, it hasn't been created yet in the books, but they'll be creating and building their own um, BDSM club that caters to the paranormal, uh, shifters and vampires and, and those of that nature. So I'm where, really excited where do you, to kind of
0: dive into it. Where do you buy a ticket for that? <laughs> because. <laughs> I know.
1: I would I mean, like one as well. <laughs>
0: that's that's just something that somebody says that and you say, here, takes take my money. I'm, I I need to see this. Oh. Yeah. So, let's go back in time a little bit here. So okay. you're you're a little girl, and mm-hmm. you just read everything that you can get your hands on. From what I see in in yes. your uh, on your website, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And
1: my mom spent more money on books than she did on clothes.
0: <laughs> I I bet I bet. And so what at what point at what point through all of the reading that you did as a child did you say, well, this is what I'm going to do. That's it.
1: I think it just developed. I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm, so my parents worked from sunup till sundown. Um, I spent a lot of my time with myself and my imagination. Uh Um, my dad had, I had this little playhouse and it was just like a, a roughly built square with a roof and I had a window and a little door with a latch. Um, and I would go in there for hours with my dolls, um, my dogs. We had two pygmy goats that I would take in there with me. And I just created my own world. So <sighs> it, it wasn't like I stopped at some point and said, this is what I'm going to do. I started creating my own stories before I realized that's what I was doing. Uh-huh. Um, it was just figuring out as I got older and you have that doubt in your head to, get past that and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to close my eyes and we would cry. And then I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was never a definitive time in my life where I'm like, that's what I want to do. It just always was there.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you were always going to do that. You just didn't know it.
1: Yeah. Pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's amazing to me that, uh, I I talk to different authors, and a lot of the stories are are very similar. And one thing that comes up a lot is the doubt. That's what that's the part that you gotta you gotta kick it in the butt before you can move on. You know, and, yeah,
1: you gotta power through it. And again, that's why a lot of times I don't read reviews. Right. Now my normal my normal alphas and betas yeah i'll read theirs because they've already given me feedback but i always love to see what they put out there for the public um i will occasionally look through because sometimes the the lower stars do have a valid point of Mm -hmm. something but it's not very often um and i actually haven't looked at Read any reviews for quite a while. I'll look and see how many the book has to see okay, have, right. we, have we gotten more on this one, which is going to increase rank here, you know, that kind of a thing. Right, more on the, the business side of it than reading through and letting it hit. You have to build a tough skin if you're going to be an author, especially an intended author. Sure. Um, and you can't let words or other people's thoughts get through. It hurts when you first go into it. These are your babies, these are your words. And so yeah, the first couple years, it hurt a lot. Um, But now I don't write for everybody. Um, I write for myself first. I write for my readers second. And then I write for the world third, Mm -hmm. which helps
0: yeah that's that's a very that's a, a very uh good point that you make because i really how can you change what you do anyway you you do what you do and uh, the people that like it like it and the people that don't well they're gonna have to look somewhere else or exactly. uh, you know give it a second chance and maybe you'll like it too uh yeah. there's so there's so much negativity in the world there just always has been and there always will be you know uh, you you can't you can't please you can't please everybody so um but uh so you you started writing the books and it, it's just uh the paranormal thing is just of very, very, very high interest to you.
1: It is. Um I have actually I have one book that's just sitting there because I, I attempted to write a contemporary mafia uh-huh. um, and I can't. Like everything ended up being some type of a paranormal. That's that's where I feel most comfortable. That's what blossoms in my head. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely love Charlene Harris. And anything fantasy, anything paranormal at this point, um, I read. If it's turned into a series or a movie, I watch it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's my love. I'm actually currently um, reading a paranormal series by Lexi Foss um, Lexi C. Foss. I have my Kindle with me at all times. I read at work. Uh Um, so I'm reading her shifter Omega verse and absolutely love it because it's different than what I have, Mm -hmm. but I can learn every book I read. I learn something. Oh, Hey, that was a really good relationship. You know Mm -hmm. how she put that together. Oh, that brokenness was just awesome. Um, and I feel like I become a better writer because I read so much, especially within my genre. Um, now, I, I do have friends that, that don't read in their genre because they don't want it to in- influence their writing. Um, I, I don't I know if it influences mine, but it does keep my passion for the, the genre alive and fresh.
0: Right well I I don't I don't want I, I hate to throw quotes out there because I never do them exactly how they're supposed to be and then uh, maybe somebody say well that person did say that but <laughs> I I do I do remember uh I've read several of Stephen King's books too not as a narrator, mm-hmm. but just just as a just as a, a fan of course but uh I read one book of his it was about writing of course and uh he he said people would ask him why do you why do you write or he says mm-hmm. why do you assume i have a choice exactly or something like that yeah <laughs> so yeah. Don't, don't don't quote my quote there but uh yeah so you write what you write because you love it and that's why it works yeah. that's why people love to yeah. read it
1: yeah absolutely
0: and so uh, so do you go to haunted houses i mean is 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 the whole oh, hell is, no. you don't <laughs> go to any haunted houses huh? You don't no. don't no no ghost stuff no.
1: No, no ghost mm-hmm. stuff. No, mm-hmm. no scary stuff. I mean, oh, now wait
0: a second. Hold up, hold on, hold <laughs> on. There's the, no, no. So we we've cracked open a nut here, and we got to peek in. What's inside here? What what's with the ghost stuff that you don't go to the? Yeah.
1: I just I don't like I don't like being scared. I don't like jump scares. I don't like things jumping out of me. As far as ghosts, <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, right. I have experienced. Quite a few phenomenon in my life. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my uncle had a ghost in his house that would turn the light off or light on in the bathroom while you were in there. You know, nothing big or bad. Um, wow. So I don't disbelieve it. Um, uh-huh. I've, I've seen umbrellas spin um, decorations that are hanging um, at a friend's business just kind of start to spin randomly um really? i have smelled yeah i have smelled like um grandma talcum powder perfume you know somewhere uh-huh. it shouldn't be uh-huh. um so yeah i don't that part of it i'm i'm cool with um mm-hmm. i love crystals so i do have protection crystals around my house because i don't need evil stuff coming in um mm-hmm.
0: But well, yeah, a haunted who house does is something
1: totally different like right. that's a commercialized let's scare the crap out of you, which probably right. would literally happen with me. I would be that person that caught on camera that is trying to climb over the person in front of me.
0: Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, actually, what I'm asking about what I'm asking about here is not necessarily the commercialized stuff, but suppose you knew about a house that everybody was pretty sure was really haunted. And mm-hmm. you had a chance to go to that house. Would you go there?
1: There's a lot of factors that <laughs> right. would go into that. Um, right. first of all, positive or negative. You know, if there's right. there's negative energy, then probably not. Um, is it something that we're going on a ghost hunt with ghost hunters at night? Or are we gonna go visit during the day? Um, I have actually been to. And I'm going to butcher this hotel name. It's down in uh, Texas, right next to the Alamo, the Manager Motel Hotel. Gosh, Mm. Menger Hotel. Anyway, it is well known for its hauntings. Um, They actually give you a tour of the hotel and tell you about all the things that that have been seen. Um, And I actually experienced in that one, it was a little boy. Uh, Locked me out of my room, mm. um, moved my jewelry so I couldn't find it. It was just a little a little shit is what he was. He was just playing <laughs> jokes. I didn't have any negative feelings with him. And it was just one of those, I'd use the mom voice. You open this now. I ain't got time for you. And, <laughs> you know, it would. Um,
0: really?
1: Yeah. And, but nothing happened when I, when I slept. Like there was no,
0: right.
1: nobody pulling on my foot. No blankets moving, no waking up to something standing at the end of the bed, which has happened in that hotel. I was thankful it wasn't in my room. Um, But intentionally going to look and experience for it, no. Um, I'm not going to piss something off because (laughs) you never know what's going to happen.
0: Probably a very good good policy to have, yes. Mm
1: -hmm. But um, if I just happen to be there and it's something that's haunted and they give you the tour, blah, 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 that's fine. Um, if you're going intentionally with a ghost hunting team and all of their equipment to to try to get a reaction, yeah, I'm probably not going to go.
0: Right, right. I understand. And so, so the paranormal, uh, the interest in the paranormal, this this romance stories, is what you can come up with, what comes out of your own head, really, what what you can work with and create in your own world. Yes,
1: um, mm-hmm. and the world mine's a bit different um in my shifter world actually in in both series there are witches vampires um shifters and heck there may be more um it, i'm playing with a gargoyle or two in my head that thinks they want to have a sword but they're not sure um but my packs or my prides are made up of different species mm-hmm. so it's not just a wolf pack it's not just a panther pride um my main pack has wolves Uh, dragon shifter, bear shifter, lion, uh, lynx, um, an eagle, a golden eagle, um, just a myriad of species that have had to learn to live together to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, if you you think about it, it kind of parallels with our world. I mean, we're a a melting pot of individuals and cultures and uh, ethnicities that have had to learn to work together sometimes not so great, sometimes wonderfully, um, right. to, to prosper. And I think that needed, I felt like that needed to be portrayed. Um, but with a steamy romantic fantasy twist to it. So,
0: well, I think you're right, because I really enjoyed reading that, uh, excerpt. Uh, it, uh, it was just fun to do. It was, it was fun to do. And I'm okay. sure people are going to have a lot of fun reading the rest of your books and, what else have you got going? I, I see that you're going to be at uh, in Kansas City here soon.
1: Yeah, um, on February 18th, um, as long as the weather holds out, I will mm-hmm. be at Kinky in Kansas City. That's the first um, signing event I have for the year. Um, most of them ramp up this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most exciting ones that I have, well, two, um, Riders on the River is in Peoria, Illinois. Um, I have been to every... I've been every year, all eight years. Um, And it is probably the best event that I have attended so far in my career. Um, All of the proceeds go to uh, Thistle Farms, which is located here in Nashville. Um, And I highly suggest people look that up. Um, It is a, it's not even a home. It is a business that helps women get out of their I don't want to say the gutter because it's not that that women that are down on their luck they're, yeah, they're given yeah. a hand don't they're hand they're given classes they're taught a trade and um they're turned out into the world it's an amazing um nonprofit. and so that one is huge if anybody's near Peoria or can make the trip to Peoria in July check it out um, and then the second one is uh, Space Coast Book Lovers down in Cape Canaveral, Florida. This is the first year I get to go, but I'm super excited because um, I'm a space nerd as well. So hopefully something gets launched while I'm down there and I get to go to the Space Kennedy Center. But it is an amazing event. Just looking at the oh, what she has planned for everybody, it is definitely reader-centered. Um, there's a lot of things that readers can do um there's lunches with authors there's dinner with authors there's um how oh, they have game rooms um and all kinds of things and then of course the big signing on saturday and the after mm-hmm. party saturday night so mm-hmm. um those are the two big ones but i've actually got eight or nine scheduled uh, this year wow. and you can find all of them on my website which is miranda under the events tab well
0: that's great I, it, and it. It's amazing if it, when you start to peek into this world of the independent romance authors, uh, the romance world uh, altogether. There's so much going on, and what what I have found that is is so amazing to me is it seems like everybody wants to be very helpful uh, yes. to, the, to the others in the community. So if you if you're out there, well, let me just ask you. You're the best selling author. What would you tell someone if they're out there right now with that big doubt sitting in front of them? They they can't see around and they don't know where to go. And what would you tell them? They, maybe they'd like to give this a try, but where do they go? What do they do? Uh,
1: well, the biggest thing that I would suggest is reach out to that author that you love. Because we won't bite. We but aren't what, any better than you are. But that is um, what's so
0: amazing to me in this, uh, that, because if you try to get some, get a hold of some of the other big authors and other genres and stuff, you're gonna have a hard time doing that. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it seems to me that uh, in the in the romance uh, genre here, it's it's different, and you can you can reach out and you can talk to different authors and stuff, and uh, they're not going to take you by the hand and tell you exactly no. what to do step by step but they can push you in the right direction and give you that little that you need to get going perhaps.
1: Yeah. And the one thing I tell everybody is you can't fix anything that's not written. So go ahead and write it, no matter how bad it feels like it comes out. My first draft is always word vomit basically. (laughs) Um, And then you can go back and you can revise and you can fix things. But if you don't get the words out, you have nothing to fix and you have nothing to work with or to aspire to publish or, I mean, I've I've actually read excerpts from people who wanted to be authors who are now published and doing very well. And I you know, cheer them on. Um, but I'm also I'm I'm ai am from the north. I'm blunt. You know, I don't sugarcoat things. So I'm always make sure people understand if, if you reach out to me, I say things in a loving manner. I'm not mean. I'm not rude, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it because sure. I didn't want it sugarcoated for me.
0: Well, yeah, that's um, not going to help anything for anybody.
1: No, no. no. Um, but everything I I respond with or suggest with is to help you better or find the right path for you.
0: Well, that's a very good advice. And uh, p- perhaps you can get a hold of Miranda Lynn. Uh, go to her website, MirandaLynn.com. Uh, she has some great books out there. And uh, if you want to get started in this field, that's the way to do it, uh, as you say write something. See how it exactly. comes out. You know, maybe you'll write it and you decide, I don't even like that. Or I don't like to do that. Or maybe you'll write it and go, you know, I can, I can maybe do this. But yeah. uh, regardless of that, just reading the books that the wonderful authors out there in the romance genre have have made will take you to another world. And uh, we all need that from time to time, if not just for the fun. So I'm Donovan Kane, and this has been an interview with... USA Today bestselling author, Miranda Lynn. Thank you, Miranda, for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Donovan.
0: I'm Donovan Kane. I hope you've enjoyed this Romance Author Spotlight episode of the podcast. You can find out more about Miranda Lynn, her books, my work, as well as many other great romance authors on the website at www.steamystoriesforwomen.com.